So are we ready? Are we recording? Yeah, we're rolling. Oh my god. How you feeling? I'm not bad. Not bad. This is, uh, I, so no one, no one knows this, but, but well, no one that hasn't watched us record knows this, that I, we, we record at like this, this rectangular table yeah. that I'm like at the head of, yeah. and then Chris and Brittany are like facing each other. Yeah. You're, you're the patriarch and we're like the loving, you yes. know, um, doting uh, children. Exactly. Yeah. 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 I've been watching a lot of succession, so that's, that makes sense. <laughs> Um, uh, and, and, um, but, uh, uh, Brittany isn't feeling, is under the weather today, isn't feeling well. So it's just Chris and I, and I'm sitting in Brittany's seat and I'm telling you, it is hard to pay attention looking at Chris's big, uh, uh, beautiful eyes. They're they're so arresting. Yeah. Um, I'm a little nervous today. Uh, this is the first time, um, just the two of us have ever done this. This is episode 124. Really? Yeah. We've never, it's our... We've done interviews in the past, yeah. just the two of us. So, like, we had um, the uh, ep with Indy. Right. That was, uh, that was Indy.ca. Okay. Um, right. Super right. good. Check them out. Um, and, yeah, and we also had Dara on. Uh, oh, right. no, no, no. What, yeah. No, no, Dara was on with with Brittany. With Brittany. Okay, yeah. It, it was, it was Jess Bennett. Jess That's Bennett we what had was. only. That's what was. Uh, yeah. But yeah, no, this is just the, the first one of just the two of wow. us. Wow. Our, our um, Dudes Rock episode about masculinity. That's <laughs> a really, you know, it got us in touch yeah, with, our, with our emotions. And so now we're, we're, we, we feel comfortable enough uh, talking to each other as men. Yeah. With possibly women listening and non-binary <laughs> people. Like... Yeah, yeah, possibly. That's incredible. Um, yeah, uh, yeah. Well, I, I'm, ta- I'm talking about the 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 bonus episode that we just recorded that has been already critically acclaimed. Yeah, by yeah. critical theory scholars. <laughs> it's, it doesn't it doesn't get more critically acclaimed than that. Yeah, that was a fun one. That was a fun one. Yeah, I I almost want to do it again. I want to do like a main like one on main also maybe or something. I don't know. I, I want to. Well, that's this one. Yeah, we should cover the, more bell hooks. This is on, this on is the podcast, praxis. But, that was yeah. the theory. Right, and, yeah, and yeah. Now, now this you know, is the praxis. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, uh, you've already asked me today, like how I'm feeling. Yeah, feelings right? are important. Yeah, and and then I, and then I reciprocated and asked how you were doing. Yeah, right. So and that's basically uh, whatever the opposite of toxic masculinity is. And we're drinking some single malt yeah, rye, right? You know? um, we're, that we're, that that is extremely masculine. Yeah, we're getting into our masculinities, right? You know, it's, like they're always inter- they're always multiple, yeah, and, and, and intersecting, yeah. And so, you know, we're 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 indulging. Um, so, uh, yeah, uh, hopefully, the five percent of listeners that are continuing to listen to this, um, you know, knowing that the other ninety five percent have only really been tuning in for Brittany. Yeah. Uh, thanks for listening. Yesterday was a yeah. very non lazy Saturday for me. Oh yeah, what'd you do on Saturday? Um, I got back into brewing. Oh okay, so, right, yeah, yeah. You yeah. Know, listeners of the show know I've been involved in the Shed Saga, um, so I made a uh, Sheds Done IPA, uh, which is uh, <laughs> New England uh, hazy. Um, and also a fest beer, which is like a strong, strong lager. Okay. It's like pale. It's like yeah. a pale, strong lager. Is that is like got like uh, coriander flavors or something? It no, seems I probably like that I, happens. I may put something in in like you know sort of dry hopping with okay. like an herb, like a yeah. Christmas herb. I'll have to like do some more research, but right now they're they're pretty straightforward. Okay. Um, but yeah, I hadn't brewed for like six months, so now I'm I'm back into it, back into the game of uh, brewing and uh, drinking my brews. Um, 
And yeah, just like did a lot of cleanup in the uh-huh. downstairs. So I was on my feet for like 14 hours Oof. or so. Enough that I like managed to pull a muscle. Oh in no! My well, knee. That, that's that's just the the, the birthday uh, <laughs> working on you. Yeah, 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 yeah. No. Oh, uh, so, do you call this one that's like hazy a New England IPA? Yeah, yeah. So like, is that is that like a new thing? Is that like a new branding regime where like if it's hazy and juicy, you call it a New England IPA? Yeah, it's a, it's a style of beer. Yeah, it, it and is that really new popular. or is it just very popular? No, no, right it's now. definitely new. Okay. Like one of the biggest ones that um you know sort of like made it like a, a mainstay for a lot of breweries was uh heady topper okay um, yeah. which is like a really famous one out of vermont and um you know the you can get that at the ale house yeah, for, t- for local folks yeah talk about uh supply demand curves on yeah. that Ooh, you know boy. You, you gotta you basically gotta travel to vermont yeah. to be able to get that but um uh that was like the big one that sort of uh you know shook the scene and got everybody into that but new england oh, ipas yeah. are are typically characterized by like a a lot of hops and um, I finally figured out how to brew them, at least in theory. We're going to find out in two weeks. But um, basically, you use a uh, – instead of boiling the hops at the end, you boil your wort, and then you cool it to like 180 degrees Fahrenheit, and then you put your hops in. And so they're not nearly as bitter because the bittering process is like the phenolic breakdown or whatever uh, at 212. Um, but instead, you get all like the floral and like juicy tones. That's where the like, juice. Exactly. That's where the juice comes from. Yeah, yeah. Right. yeah I, I've noticed that like, yeah, it's less bitter. Yeah. These are less bitter. And, they, and it says on the can, juicy. Yeah. Yeah. But they won't say less bitter. Yeah. I feel like you'd get more people drinking it if you said, like, this one does not taste like a pine cone. <laughs> like, I, I don't know. It seems like that, that, that would that have grabbed me sooner. Yeah. Mine's going to be, like, a little bit of the worst of both worlds. It's going to be very cloudy and juicy, but also a little bitter and resiny. Okay. Just because of the hot varieties that I had around. But anyway. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Holler at your boy. Come by for a taste sometime. All right. That that, that goes for everyone in Australia that listens. <laughs> yeah. Just hop on a plane there. Oh, and shout out to all the listeners who've been writing in. We got a bunch of really good uh, messages uh, lately. Uh, spent, you know, some time this morning uh, responding to one of them about electric motorcycles. Yeah. Thank you, Kotu. I, okay, Kotu, I, I owe you my, my half of the, of, the, of the answer also. Sorry about that. Yeah, in short, um, uh, the thing on motorcycles is that the, like, performance electric motorcycle is a niche that so far has just, like, failed in the market. Like, electric bikes are huge. Ah, Like, there's something like 150 million electric bikes being, like, made and sold every some unit of time. I was coveting a rad power bike for a long time. I ended up getting a regular bicycle. Um. I have a kit that I've uh, had shelved for a while that I'm going to try and put into my tadpole trike. Do you ever see that thing? Yeah, yeah. Let me know how that turns out because I was looking at those too. mm -hmm. It seemed way over my head. Yeah, but this doesn't seem over my head. Well, yeah, but you're in a fucking electrical (laughs) engineer, so like, yeah, it's not over your head. But it's a big project. Yeah. Like, so, you know, who knows when I'll get around to it. But yeah, the basics are that like a hub motor and a battery management system, uh, throttle kit, etc. are like really cheap. Mm -hmm. But the uh, laws in place for licensure uh, have capped them at about 1500 kilowatts. So like after that, you should have a motorcycle motorcycle license. license. Yeah. Yeah. And then also the frames have 
have to be like DOT approved in this country. So like, you know, basically really beefy, like big built. Um, and uh, yeah, the, the motorcycle uh, market right now for like new electric motorcycles are just insane. They're yeah. all like $20,000 and suck. Right. <laughs> like they don't right. have big range. They don't have a huge top end speed. Um, and that, but you know, who knows what's going to happen when like Kawasaki and Honda and everybody, you know, who's already the main players in the game, like get into the electrical a motorcycle. Yeah, I thought I thought Harley Davidson made like had already made an electric. I bet or they I bet they do, but like part of it is just the aesthetics, right? Oh like, yeah, you want a loud I fucking a, bike yeah, if you're buying a yeah. Harley for some reason, you know? Well, like yeah, I mean, like maybe you could do like what don't don't like electric cars like have like a weird uh, uh, futuristic sound that. It's yeah. just like, ma- yeah, they just make it so so that, you know, like it it, ca- it can't sneak up behind you or something like I, maybe you can make that with with motorcycles. But it's a, but it's actually a farting sound. Yeah, you could actually make it like a recorded farting sound. Well, maybe it'll be like ringtones. You yeah. have to have a certain decibel like audio playing, but it yeah. can be whatever you want. Oh, yeah. So I'm going to do the new Kid Rock song. There you go. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Oh. Nobody gonna tell me how <laughs> just that on loop. Like yeah. Whenever I'm on the highway, people. Yeah. Ooh. What would I do? I guess I could do like the um, uh, uh, like the hamster dance, maybe. You know, or you like that. Just over and over and over and over again. I would yeah. definitely know where if you were coming, you know, into my blind spot or not. Right. Yeah. Um, That's the idea. Yeah. <laughs> it would be, like, and it would be like really loud directional speakers, so it just gets like into every car cabin and like terrifies small children. Yeah. I'd be like, "Fuck! I thought I was on the highway, not memory lane." <laughs> Whoa! I thought I was on the regular highway, not the information super highway. <laughs> All right. So speaking of of traveling, uh, don't get too attached to it because there's another. <laughs> covid variant oh my god how do we even pronounce this one o- omicron omicron percy i hate <laughs> uh, i was like just saying Greek whatever everyone was thinking um yeah it's from uh from futurama yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah like the big guy yeah yeah, yeah. but i heard o- omicron or whatever is uh a greek letter yeah but like i've never heard it in like frat life speak no one's like oh yeah i'm going down to chai omicron like, you know, I, yeah. would, I would have thought, having gone to a four-year university full of frats, that, like, I would have heard. Maybe maybe Omicron is, like, a too feminizing of a letter. Also, like, didn't we go from Alpha to Delta to Omicron? Like, what? So, we, yeah, we skipped Nu, uh-huh. which is N-U, because they thought that would be confusing. Okay, yeah. Right. So you do sure. like, you do like uh, what's the name of the new variant? New. <laughs> and you're like, oh, well, uh, who named it that? Correct. Right. Uh, you know <laughs> yeah, did you see that thing yeah. with Laura Ingram? Where they, yes, they were you. Talking? We gotta get It's out. a show I, I give up. called You on Netflix. There's a show called Laura Ingram on Netflix. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, uh, um, uh, yeah, no, the, the, so, so we, we, and then we also skipped uh, uh, G, X, I. Oh shit! Yeah, yeah. well, that would also be confusing. Yes, everyone would be like, um, "You already made a bunch of racial epithets into the previous names for the original coronavirus right. yeah. uh, strain." So this one's just a little. It's also like an incredibly popular last name. Oh yeah, yeah. So it's you know it's like Smith. So you just like call it this like the Smith uh, variant, which actually sounds a little cool. We've never but... had a President Smith though. No, but we've had Johnsons. Oh yeah, yeah, that's true. 
uh, and we've had uh, Trump. Trump. <laughs> we've had some fucking Trumps, am I right? If Adams, I guess that doesn't. I guess that's not very common. Anyway, uh, enough that there are multiple. Yeah, yeah. Enough that there was two of them. I think they were related. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, not a history buff. No, but the uh, yeah. So the 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 uh, Omicron variant found in a couple. I think Botswana was like the first place it was like tagged, but then it was like all over South Africa and, and several. Um, and just generally in like the Horn of Africa, I think is like where they found a, a bunch of these cases, um, and uh, and now it's already been found in uh, like the Netherlands, Denmark, a, a, a couple other places have it. Um, so it's it's out. Like there's nothing. I you know like the travel restriction thing, like it's supposed to buy you time. But here's the thing with travel restrictions, right? Is that like you you announce it. And then the time that it takes you to announce it and then put all the measures in place, like, everyone who could get out did. And, like, and more people are trying to get out. So, yeah, I don't, I don't really think you ever gain a ton with these travel restrictions. Yeah. Like, you, the it, horses are already out of the barn. Yeah, yeah. And then when you're... And, it's, and you also, like, have to announce to all the horses, I'm closing the barn Yeah, door. you need, like, basically blast gates at the barn. Yeah. The barn doors. Yeah. Not like those manual swinging you know doors that have made their way into home decor style in the last several decades but like <laughs> right. you know i'm talking like full like airlock yeah yeah exactly yeah yeah no no jordy laforge is rolling under the blast bay door at the last second like it's going down real slow you can't have that no yep. you need it like slicing bodies in half fast yo speaking of jordy laforge what were you listening to when you came in this morning? Like, I, I go to answer the door, and uh, Dave's already listening to what sounded like a podcast, but what was the deal? Yeah, so, you know, uh, Twitter, you know, Jack Dorsey in his Infinite Wisdom uh, put together a, uh, like, a, a clubhouse ripoff called Spaces, or just, like, at the top of Twitter, it'll, it'll sometimes, like, have a, a, a list of people and a little purple pill shaped thing and you click on it oh, and you get purple pilled yeah and you get purple pilled which is like when you're like yeah you know the truth is somewhere in the middle you just say that to everything <laughs> it's just like you just can't you can't get... hold a strong correct opinion about yeah, anything it, it's like uh in the, the matrix it's like do you have a third option i want i want to be partially uh you know in an illusion i kind of want to know what's going on but I, I, only enough to make me feel better than everyone else i still want yeah the matrix stuff yeah like I don't, i'm not looking at raw dog reality right I, yeah I, I want a thin layer of supple yet you know guaranteed protection yeah okay so let's uh to to crawl back out of yeah yeah so out of the you, rabbit hole you hit the purple pill hit, hit, yeah and it was um a bunch of people trying to figure out in like a, a four uh, four people speaking at a time, and then there was like eighty people in total listening. Um, and the four people would cycle in and out from you know the host would pick new people, and we're all trying to figure out: um, Is Jordy LaForge good at finger fucking? Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, and, and that was the the um, the conversation. It's like, what would he be good at? You know. Uh, this is the Star Trek character someone. with like yes. the visor. Yeah, right. For, yeah. for eyes. Yeah, yeah. The the chief engineer. Okay. Uh, although in the first in seasons one and like halfway through two, I think he was the uh, uh, the pilot of the ship, 
it was, it was like you know you know very empowering thing that like you know guy who can't you know can't biologically see you know is like piloting the ship that was yeah. supposed to be a thing and so but, what was but the then conclusion? they recast you know it was it was a complicated situation like we're only just starting to unpack everything <laughs> so it was like it was really hard to to um come up with some with you know definitive answer i you know i i, I cycled up as like a, a, someone to talk yeah, briefly <laughs> and you know and just you know like my my uh take on it was you know just that you know like, i mean this the star trek the next generation is a show about the future in a time where most people think that the end that they've reached the end of history mm. right so talking about the future when there's no more history is a is a radical act in in and of itself and mm. so like every character is essentially at least in some respect an ubermensch you know just like a superhuman <laughs> person through like the will to power right you know just like sheer will can accomplish nearly anything and become a fully fledged like articulated individual and so like if Jordy LaForge wants to finger bang if he wants to he can and he will be the best at it all right because that's how every Star Trek character does anyway so now getting further back to the last thing we were talking about yeah, yeah. the virus that's going to kill us at all. yeah because we don't have the blast right. gates yeah right is because um so this guy's name deserves to be to be said, uh, Francois Venter, a researcher at the University of Witwatersrand in Johannesburg, his quote, told you so. <laughs> uh, yeah, he says, it feels like these rich countries have learned absolutely nothing in terms of support, which means that, you know, we, we were hoarding all of these vaccines that we weren't fucking taking, yep. right? Because it gives you 5G and then they won't let you into Walmart. Yeah. With with the, with the five G, yeah, and so like we we just let a bunch of vi- vaccines spoil. We we didn't take them. We let them sit yeah. in freezers, uh, while countries like South Africa and Botswana and and lots of other poorer countries, um, w- no one could even get their first dose, and we were getting like uh, forcing people to get their third dose, right? And it's like. This is a a global problem that yep. only gets solved through global cooperation. Like yep. there's just no el- no other way to do to solve this problem. Yeah. It's just not. Yeah, and, and by making vaccines a profit center and yeah, allowing them to be you know used on a national um, negotiation table. Yeah, uh, as like bargaining chips. Uh, yeah, we fucked the dog, and now we got Omicron. Yeah, because he just like let all of these places like just fester with no help or support and um, while still requiring all of these people to go work yep. in whatever, in a mine or, uh, you know, uh, 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 polishing some terrible, like distant relative to Elon Musk's like bust in like a, <laughs> in like the South African equivalent of a McMansion. And they're just like polishing the head. And, and, and there's like the, the, the imagining this, this, uh, um, statue also had is like anatomically correct and the balls are emeralds <laughs> right uh yeah, uh, yeah. so like i and, and you have to polish them yeah and yeah, then yeah. you get covid yeah and you get a whole new kind of covid yeah right and you know like and, and i don't know i'm just trying to make jokes because uh, it's like so Shit's fucking fucked. dark yeah no it's really dark but like it, it, it it's got like more very like mutations and anything else which m- makes it possibly you know like resistant like, to vaccinations and we're gonna fucking see we're gonna fucking see yeah speaking of bad shit that doesn't seem to change <laughs> 
um, <laughs> we, we got a situation on our hands uh, where even though we had this whole, you know, defund the police movement that cops all over the country are blaming for every single problem of morale or crime or, you know, embezzlement or whatever, um, is we have uh, never uh, spent so much on cops, especially in our neck of the woods. Isn't that right? Yeah. So we have, um, uh, this is from the, from the Times Union, uh, Pete DeMola and Paul Nelson, right? Uh, despite calls to defund capital region police departments spending more than ever. And this was interesting. He's like, so I, I try to keep a, you know, like a, an, an agora, a, a marketplace of ideas, if you will, yep. in my classrooms. Okay. And uh, a student said that he had the opportunity to get the Albany a Republican candidate for mayor to speak in our class. Oh, interesting. And I was like, uh, you know, fine, sure. You know, um, I just want to see what happens. Yeah. Right. And, um, and, 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 and so we, so you, she, she you comes platformed in or, Republican. Yeah. I platformed a Republican to, uh, uh, my 17 students <laughs> and it was like three days before the election. And so it was like, this is a terrible way as a candidate to spend your time. Yeah, but uh, so, but anyway, did they offer um, any you know insider vision that might be an alternative? To their it? insider vision was that um, Kathy Sheehan is secretly, in a way that she could not explain, um, defunding the police. Oh actually. shit! Like a QAnon, yeah. Like you know, fighting the uh, the the deep state of the the police. Yeah, I, and I, I none of us really seem to understand, or at least I, I still didn't at the end of it. Like exactly how Kathy Sheehan is is uh, uh, secretly defunding the police because they have more money than fucking ever, and she wants to build uh, Albany an academy to produce new officers. Uh. uh you know, kind of at will. Okay. So it's like not, I don't know. It, it doesn't seem connected to, to reality at all. And, um, and, and, the, and this reporting kind of uh, agrees with that. I, I think, you know, in Saratoga Springs, for example, spending was 9.2 million in 2020, which is about 19% of total expenditures in 22. They're budgeted for 10.1 million. Uh, so that's a um a nineteen percent increase. That's a lot, right? That's a lot. We know in Troy they decided to buy, to to hire six new officers. So that brings um uh their spending up to uh um let's see twenty two point eight million up from twenty one point four. Uh, and uh, and Albany has also increased their uh their their spending um modestly but uh it's um uh uh you know it's 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 still a solid like quarter of their budget and then um schenectady uh would spend nearly two million dollars more than what they spent in 2020 on policing um which would uh go to like about 21 million dollars so, um, so, right. So like, it, it, it's, it's, it, it's the same thing every single fucking time that, you know, Republicans say, uh, oh, actually more spending means you're spending less on police. Every single problem is uh, it, that the police fail at, you know, in their jobs to fix is blamed on you criticizing them. <laughs> yeah. Right. And then, um, and they just, they just keep getting more money. 
Yeah. And it seems to be like a race to give them more money and, and take credit for giving them more money. Yeah. Like when the Democrat is doing it, they're actually secretly not doing it. And I'm going to get in there and do it really, really good. Like, I'm just going to like loot all the public offers and just give them to the cops. Right. So that, so that then the Republicans will finally, you know, stop saying that I'm anti-cop because really I'm not. Look at me. I love cops. <laughs> Yeah. And then the Republicans are like, no, you secretly don't. And then Democrats are like, please stop doing that. Uh, or at least like, you know, like, well, what about the much needed reforms or whatever? And the much needed reforms always turns into more fucking cops. That's what happened in Troy. That's what happened uh, in Albany. They got a whole new fucking academy. You know, like that's that's all that this ever turns into. Yeah. Is I mean, like, where it, are they going to learn to do their no-knock raids? Yeah, right. Like you need, you know, shoot rooms. Or you can just, like, discharge entire magazines into, like, cardboard cutouts of, like, the family dog. Right, yeah. I, and I, I, I don't remember where uh, I, I, I was reading this. So I, I'm, I might get a detail wrong, but I, I, was, I remember reading um, that uh, Troy is one of several police departments that are suing um, the uh, arms manufacturer uh, Sig Sauer. Am I, am I saying that right? Sig Sauer? I believe so, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, because they because they claim that uh, their service weapons um, accidentally discharge. What or like, uh, yeah, um, and they're gonna so they're gonna blame the gun manufacturer on the fact that they keep shooting themselves in the fucking leg, like literally, as, like, as well it, as probably figuratively. Are there but, any cases where people are claiming like the gun was holstered and just went off? Yeah, yeah. There, there's been a couple of cases. In the last few years that I do remember of, like, on training exercises, Troy police officers accidentally shooting themselves. Um, uh, and well, that's and now thing than and, the gun going off. And now, yeah, and now they're going to blame it on, like, the, the gun has, like, a hair trigger or something. Yeah. Yeah, which is, I think, and, like, Six Hour has responded with, like, no, you got to just, like, be... And also, like, is it on careful si- with your gun? Yeah, is it like Chud. on Six Hour to you know like decide what firearms the police are going to you know be instituting a standard issue carry? Well, I guess like if you do if you do put it's like, it's like uh, with a car, you know, like if they're if it's a lemon, you know, and you you had a contract with them to get buy your guns or your cars, and like yeah. something goes wrong, you can sue them, I guess. But I don't fucking believe that. Like that. That's true. I yeah, think you just they're, think they I sh- think, are shooting themselves. Yeah, I think I, th- I think they they just like show up to work like uh, drunk and stupid and fucking shoot themselves. I don't know. More training. Yeah, they need more training. More you know? money. More more money. More training. <sighs> more six hours. Yeah. He's like the, he's like even stuff like that will be like he's like I don't know they're, they're in in some ways they are geniuses and because like they can fuck up and then be like no it's because we don't get enough money to buy the nice guns and we need the nice guns to save our precious lives and then they get more money for fucking up in a different way to get better guns or something like yeah. that's all of this ever shit, shit is, is uh is. totally absurd like uh the excuse of either b- blaming bail reform or like um flagging morale uh you know within the police departments over the movement to defund them not yeah. like actually getting defunded because nobody's gotten defunded um it extends to all things like i'm reading uh in cnn for today's episode about the um 
the smashing and the grabbing that is happening, uh, allegedly, uh, throughout the nation's uh, major cities. And um, CNN says, that, like, in terms of major causes for this, they, like, are like, well, you know, police morale's really down, really down. because of the movement to defund them. And, like, We've hurt know, their feelings to a terminal degree. <laughs> well, it's just, like, the situations, right, with these smash and grabs, right? Is that a whole bunch of people roll up on a regular ass retail spot. Like a Home Depot Depot, or CVS um, or whatever. Or like a Nordstrom. There was one at like a... I think they did an Apple store once. Yeah, they did K's Jewelers. And when I say they, what I'm talking about is groups of like between two dozen and like 40 people all black blocked out. Yeah. Just running into a store, stealing a bunch of shit and then running away. There's no universe that cops could have stopped that. Like, it's just a fact of life. Like, cops don't prevent crime. Like, they can't be everywhere all the time. And, like, their morale aside, like, nothing about the current condition would suddenly allow them to be, like, Johnny on the spot, like, stopping, you know, 40 people from, like, ransacking, like, a Nordstrom. Yeah. Like, but yet again, it's right there. Like, in the mainstream press, like, the reason is, you know bail reform the reason is like fucking defund the police like because they keep murdering people with impunity you know it's like it's just such a weak ass argument yeah he's like i i have to like i i don't even think you need to uh be an expert in uh policing which no one is because policing is like just some like made up bullshit (laughs) about about being like the the prominent gang in a in a neighborhood but like um yeah i don't know just like like what would prevent like a 24 people smash and grab of a K jewelers, right? Like what would prevent it? Hmm. Right. Would be, would have to be either a a public utility, like a police department being used by private companies to be their security force. And being like what a thousand times more than they are now. So that they can be at every Nordstrom, like in quantity. Yeah. You imagine like paying for like one officer per like, uh, uh, like, shops at the at the creek you know <laughs> shopping plaza right um so you could do that i guess and in, in which case like yeah good luck you, i guess one officer could stop all all of them if they were decked out with like semi-automatics and and had like you know the rules of engagement that were just like you know shoot to kill anyone that's like taking a a a a, a, a a gold necklace that says like Charlene on it or in, in or whatever. Right. Like, I guess you could do that. You could, uh, do, um, uh, minority report. You could do yeah, a minority pre-crime. report. Yeah. yeah. Figure out pre-crime. You could surveil every single person to like, you know, check their phones to see that if they're planning something like yeah, this. Yeah. Right? Like, so all of that shit heart. sucks. Yeah. Right. Like, yeah, it does. Yeah. Like all, like, okay. so what else do you fucking all want? Right, all right. This is the way we're going to do it. We're going to, Use automation. We're gonna uh, put oh, oh per- I, you know, I didn't think of automation. There you go. You should there automate you go. this. You know, that's why you got to have an engineer right, yeah. in the conversation at the table. At the table, making um, the decisions. So what you do, right, is you put a series of um, tranquilizer dart firing Gatling guns right. okay. on turrets. Wherever you have a surveillance camera, let's use that camera if it can't shoot somebody with a tranquilizer dart. There you go. So you, 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 and then what you do Mm -hmm. is you get a bunch of body language experts Mm. 
to feed the algorithm that's going to be tracking everybody's body. Yeah. They're going to be like, see, that guy is interested in that woman, but he's a beta and he's turned at this angle. And they're going to be able to figure out all this stuff about what's going on in the scene. Mm -hmm. And then they're going to know, okay, there's 30 or 40 people about to dive in and, and smash all these jewelry cases. Just and then it's just... Let's get all of them. And then they're all asleep. Yeah. Including the beta cucks. Yeah. Yeah, well, just while know. we're at it. Yeah. <laughs> while the clip's open. Also, you know, call the herd from the beta cucks. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, you know, we could do that. Or, but, or you, you know, do away with all the highfalutin, you know, uh, vision system uh, technology, you know, trajectory expecting because you know the dart has to go pretty slow so it yeah. doesn't like go through you don't shoot don't shoot where they are shoot where they'll be exactly exactly so you you say okay none of that knockout gas yeah the entire store goes neutralize to neutralize go everyone sleep. yeah 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 and everybody wakes up and they're like wow what a dream brought to you by nestle yeah and also uh, my kidneys missing <laughs> Did you see at all, uh, we didn't put this in the show notes, but the whole thing about how advertisers are trying to figure out how to get into dreams. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> no. We'll, we'll, table, we'll table that one for yeah, another episode. Table that for it. fucking ever. Right. And, but the, so, yeah, so it, uh, um, this is true, though, that like, uh, all of a sudden, all of these news outlets from CNN to, like, you know, your local Fox affiliate or whatever are, like, running these stories about how now we live in a Mad Max uh, situation where, like, no target is safe. Yeah, the Thunderdome is a strip mall. Yeah, yeah, and and everyone's just, like, stealing stuff uh, for because at some point we lived in a world where police prevented people from doing that. Yeah. Right. Um, but now everyone's fucked 12, and yeah. they're rolling deep. Yeah. Um, so obviously that doesn't make any sense. Like when you, I say obviously, but I mean like, obviously, you know, like, like you and I, Chris, like will always look, give a side eye to that kind of headline. Right. But most people don't. I don't think. I think most people They're would be like crime, yeah. bad cops, stop crime. So yeah. more cops equal less bad thing. Yeah. And right? if co cop feeling hurt, crime go without punishment. <laughs> Exactly. Right. And, and, and like, but I, I really do think like, if you just like ask someone to think about that for a little bit longer, I, I don't know, where would you go? Where I, well, see, th that's, that's the thing, man. We, we gotta, we gotta start pushing new tropics. <laughs> we need to give people, for we need to give people that little extra edge that makes them stop yeah. and think just that extra 120 ish seconds on a given topic and if we can you know get this this nootropic flow i'm not, I, see i'm not even saying let's do it for profit no i'm saying like let's just introduce it into the water supply universal basic nootropics yeah yeah, yeah. Let, let's just you know put a little bit in there you know just so you know, just, just yeah just get the gears moving yeah yeah but but the the uh um uh uh, you, you get used to it real fast. So you're going to have to like <laughs> dose everyone up like well, the, in stages what, pretty quickly. What we'll do is we'll, we'll put more and more social pressure on drinking more and more water. There you go. Like eventually right. it'll be like, nah, dude, yeah. like eight glasses a day. That was fucking 2012. <laughs> like now we're up to like 24 glasses a day. We're just fucking yeah. chugging that shit. 
I, you know, yeah, just like introduce a social, uh, like a you know, a cultural revolution style program of like everyone should have like a gallon sized water bottle with them at all yeah. times and just like sucking on that teat yeah. of paracetam, municipal paracetam tap water. See, what I'm thinking is IV drip, but in a backpack, right? Like, like a camel pack, yeah, but it's injected right into yeah, it. you don't yeah. need to re- remember to drink, right. You can be like, you know, looking at your your stream. Right. And you're getting hydrated, baby. Yeah. With nootropics <laughs> that help you critically think about the social forces that you ostensibly have some type of democratic control over. <laughs> so if, uh, if you want more information about like this, um, about the shoplifting crisis, smash and grabs, whatever the hell you want to call it. Turn on the news. Yeah, right. Yeah, one, yeah, you can you can turn on the news and just, like, at, at any one time, someone will be talking about this. I'll be interviewing, like, chief of security at, at Sir Latab or something. But um, uh, there's, there's two places to get, like, real information on it. One, back a while ago, Citations needed uh, a, a podcast of, you know, another quality. Let's just put it that way. It's not better, worse, just different. It's super good. It's really good. <laughs> um, they, uh, they they did one last summer, uh, kind of debunking the these um, specifically uh, about CVS in San Francisco, I think. Um, and 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 more recently, I think it was this month. Um, the Appeal, uh, Jer- Jeremy um, Ionelli uh, put something out called "Big Retailer." Big retail chains are manufacturing a shoplifting crisis, and like. Apparently, like, there's even been, like, testimony before the Senate Judiciary Committee uh, where, like, the CVS Health's anti-theft division lead said that people are stealing up to $200 million per year in goods from CVS. Really? (laughs) Yeah. And that they resell them on Amazon. Okay. So, they're all doing arbitrage. We we talked about this. Like, the idea of doing deodorant arbitrage. Yeah. Like... Quantity three. Yeah, right. Like, buy this lot of three things of deodorant, yeah. like 30% off retail. Absolutely ridiculous. I mean, and, like, one thing is that, like, okay, then go after Amazon for selling stolen products. Yeah, that like, would do I, it. Right? Like, I don't know what else to, yeah. to tell you here. Like, I, mean, I, I guess you need to find out who stole first and maybe... I don't, like, but eBay like, has always been the go-to fence yeah. for the internet, right? Yeah. You know, because yeah. it's just peer-to-peer. Like, people can sign up and have, like, you know, anonymous names. like you, Anonymous you, beanie baby yeah, retail. Op- operate through a P.O. box, yeah. whatever, you know. And um, the, 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 like, the CNN arg- article I was reading on this is saying that this is almost certainly, like, gangs, like, organized crime doing this, <laughs> right. right? And, like, but are you saying that, like, uh, Walgreens is doing its own organized crime to, like, th- steal from its own stores? Is that what I'm hearing? Uh, well, okay, so, so I'm, g- I'm going to read from, from the article on The Appeal. Those who've tuned in to right-wing media or local news since the summer have likely already seen images of organized gangs, that's in scare quotes, uh, stealing items from Walgreens, CVS, Home Depot, and other stores. The brazen nature of a handful of these incidents has given retailers and tough-on-crime advocates the shock video they need to push a narrative, with the media's help, about an epidemic of shoplifting that is threatening businesses and eroding social od- or <laughs> social odor <laughs> social order coast to coast um and that and, and so that while organized retail theft rings do exist like i guess I, I i but i would put that like in the same category as like extreme couponers that then like sell <laughs> like tide pods in their driveway or something i whatever fine um 
But uh, big business, big business lobbies and law enforcement officials appear to be using these outlier incidents to greatly exaggerate the scope of the problem. And as often happens with issues of crime, they're holding up the most extreme cases to push for broader punitive responses that would sweep up a a wider swaths of people who have done little harm to society other than steal some items from a pharmacy. And so, like, the article goes on to show, like, that... Uh, a lot of these retail companies are like pushing these tough on crime laws that will get longer sentences for shoplifting or um, uh, uh, w- would increase like uh, money to law enforcement to do like special task forces on um, uh, uh, on shoplifting, even though uh, you look at the data of like the you know the FBI like uniform crime reporting data yeah, yeah. and and it's down like it like it's it's like like shoplifting shoplifting is- overall is down yeah what um uh what seems uh likely though is that um that because of inflation and a couple of other things like there it and like people are willing to buy like or steal like slightly higher tag items like the overall price or like cost tag of how much stuff is stolen seems to have gone up maybe a little bit maybe it's hard to tell but like so cvs who said that they were losing million hundreds of millions of dollars um it all, all already though sold 91 billion dollars in goods and posted a 7 billion profit in 2020 so like this is a loss yeah. right um that is i see with those numbers negligible yeah and um like it, like if if sales went up to like by the amount that they say that is being stolen what was that like 200 yeah 200 million dollars it wouldn't even like factor in it's nothing it's yeah. a rounding error yeah um yeah i mean it's pretty fucked up to see uh you know these corporate overlords that like basically have you know collectively uh you know monopolize all of retail boohooing about you know, individual people taking like a stick of gum or, you know, a bottle of alcohol and like slipping in their jacket and being like, all right, we need to send these people away forever. Um, <laughs> yeah. Because the same articles that are talking about like possible solutions to this or possible causes are like, well, actually, like the, uh, you know, grand larceny um, has gone from a felony level of $750 to $950, which means you could steal something of $900 and it only be a misdemeanor. Everything under $900 is free now i guess thanks democrats yeah exactly <laughs> and then they they also claim they're like and you know the reason that you know the police are uh you know reluctant to actually do anything about this is you know um the overpacked prisons <laughs> they they openly are like oh yeah we actually have the highest incarceration rate in the developed world by like nearly an order of magnitude of all the world ever yeah with, with the possible exception of north korea we don't know their numbers but like you know we just don't know we just don't know um but as far as we know we're the greatest incarcerated population ever yeah um and the solution is more the solution is more the solution is saying oh actually all these things that have like put people away for years of their life for like a petty crime of like less than a thousand dollars that's actually the problem yeah and we need to like go in the opposite direction uh which is totally fucked um and when you think about like what gets stolen the most right it's the stuff that you see behind behind glass uh um all the time it's uh baby formula diapers 
uh, condoms and uh, pregnancy tests. Yep. Right? Like, stuff that you really need. Yeah, basic staples regard- of life. Yeah, yeah, regardless if you have the money or not. And those things, like, maybe should be free or at ex- exceptionally low cost already, and we could do that if we taxed these companies a reasonable amount. Yep. And then, like, you could just give these things out. Uh, but we don't, right? So yep. people steal them. And yep. so it's like, it, uh, so I, I don't really understand... Uh, yeah, where anyone gets off making this like a, a moral argument whatsoever. It's, yeah. it's, it's, it's deplorable that it, it gets to this point in the first place. It's like, it's not like stealing is easy. Like, yeah. You can get a rush. Well, the, uh, these, it, it could be fun. It seems sma- like these yeah. people seem like they're having a bunch yeah, of fun. The smash good on them. Like, it's, it's a bit of, you know, social entertainment yeah. in a time when, you know, shit's all shut down, it's fucked up. People are like, it was just like a movie. Like, I listened to, like, all these interviews of people that, like, saw it all go- yeah. going down in these various locations and stuff. And, like, you know, some coach handbag store. Like, people run in, and they allegedly ran off with, like, $150,000 of, like, product. Right. Which is insane. Yeah. The idea that there's $150,000 worth of handbags that a group of, like, a dozen people could yeah. just, like, snatch and run out. That's, like... It's sort of a problem on its own. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but the the theatrical element of it, I mean, it looks fun. Right? It looks fun, doesn't it? Yeah. Like, you know, and I think that this is, uh, people are like, don't blame the pandemic. This is nothing to do with the pandemic. It's like, I don't know. I've been somebody who's been uh, a, a year-round winter cyclist. And so I'm rocking a balaclava, like, most of the year, like, living in upstate New York. And I go out, you know, I try to, like, you know, get my, my errands done. And the scared look people have given me over the years like wearing like this black you know uh ski mask um has gone down precipitously over the last two years it is so yeah. normalized uh, well. to just wear a balaclava around yeah. it's just like a thing that people are like now used to and the idea of like you know four cars of like four people wearing balaclavas like rolling up to a spot it's like that doesn't raise that many alarm bells you know and the fact that i don't know i think the mask thing is is big um which also you know uh ties into the the unrest over the last year you know i think that people when they're masked up are more um willing to take that risk um and but you know who knows yeah i i i also feel like there's something to be said about um like like what stores are getting hit like i mean if if someone bum rushed like a small business right you know like someone who you know puts their heart and soul into it and it's like all handmade jewelry or whatever like that would suck that sucks Uh, i haven't heard any case where that happens yeah the only case i heard about my research for today was this one place that like bragged about having like the most extensive and expensive tequila assortment it was like some taqueria or whatever yeah and like it had a bar and like there was like oh we got like the craziest tequilas you can't get anywhere else they're super expensive and like they've been hit three or four times uh over like the last several years so that's the only real non-chain spot that i've seen happen so that sucks but like for the most part it's like coach home depot cvs yeah like i think another part of this might be that like your uh um uh uh your employees don't give a shit yeah because why would they because you treat them like shit yeah right and like half of these places now have like these self-checkouts yeah which aren't which uh, really like like be clear right is so that uh one person 
can supervise the self work of like four customers <laughs> right he's yeah. like right instead of hiring four checkout people yeah, yeah, yeah. you now yeah. can check out that many people with one person it's the panopticon every- yeah. of uh you know checkout <laughs> so like if you're if you're at the if you're running the, the self-checkout and like you're just like I, I i was having a very dystopian experience at a lowe's the other day where i was doing the self-checkout and yeah. the person that's supposed to like watch everything is just like you know shooting the shit with another coworker. that's not the dystopian part that's good yeah but she's just like describing like how sick she got from covid and how her baby got really sick too uh, and like how you know and just like yeah you know oh god i, felt, I thought i was gonna die but like i wasn't i didn't want to go to like the emergency clinic until it was really bad and she's just like talking about like her immiseration in these like totally nonplussed like just mundane voice that's just yeah. like yeah you know and then we got over it and it's like well i'm like bleep, bleep. <laughs> like checking all of my stuff out right and it was like why would this person right who who barely survived a plague with her with her like what sounded like infant yeah. infant child right like and now works at lowe's for like 14 dollars an hour like what what would you give a shit if I walked with a hammer that I didn't pay for, right? Like, who fucking cares? And so I, 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 I do feel like a lot of people's priorities changed in a way that I would be interested to know who um, is who who is swayed from these kinds of articles about uh, uh, crime waves mm-hmm. uh, now than there than were like in 2018 or mm, something mm. so i bet it's less yeah. i bet less people give a shit about this now yeah or and the, but the people that do care about it more care about it even more well like so we, they, they were talking about that how it's organized crime and like obviously it is right which is to say that there are dozens of people in a coordinated like attack on a re- retail like that's, to the extent that, that like a group chat is organized sure crime. exactly yeah. <laughs> the idea is that there's some organization but like i guess as far as like you know, somebody on the on the left, like looking at this, it's like, man, when people organize, they can <laughs> get the goods. They can do some stuff. <laughs> and but the idea that this is like, you know, um, let's let, just pick a like the Bloods or the Crips or you know DSA uh, <laughs> that like these large gangs are now doing like this small time retail th- theft and doing like online arbitrage under like a pseudonym on Amazon is like really hard for me to believe like it's very uh you know unlikely it's probably just like a like i could totally see this just being like you know a couple dozen friends that are like oh hey like you know i saw this thing they totally got away with it let's try it out and that that's like you know the level of organized but the fact that this is happening like throughout the country in terms of uh you know major cities over like a two-week span um allows for like a meta-narrative that it's all organized. Yeah. Like, it's all, like, part of this thing. And the, the Reuters news that I was listening to this morning was really funny. It was, like, and ominously, most recently, they hit up a Home Depot and stole crowbars and sledgehammers. <gasps> it's like, oh, no, now they have the tools. <laughs> to do even more crimes. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> they. They. Yeah, uh, this is this is like when your yeah you know, when your uncle is like saying that like there's corruption in Black Lives Matter. <laughs> it's like, well, I mean, which one? I don't know. It's like it's not an organization. Yeah, man. Like, like I'm like, sorry. It's you know, not, the, it's not the organization. The group of like is. twenty or thirty activists I know in Albany that are yeah. like you know doing their own marches and their own organization yeah. and not <laughs> taking like leadership points or action steps from anybody. Yeah. 
yeah, I, I so I mean, what what you need to do is get to your DSA chapter, right? Get you and your and your five favorite human resources officers that believe that Elizabeth Warren would have been a good president. And and steal stuff from the Apple store, you know, <laughs> like, um, and, and then once you expropriate those Beats headphones, you know, you, you give them away uh, to a food pantry. I don't know. Like, well, no, you, know, you sell them for half price on eBay, and then you give that away right. to the food pantry. Yes. Yes. There exactly. it is. Yeah. I mean, this is basically what Stalin did in his youth in Georgia. <laughs> Where he 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 ran a gang that would steal stuff to fund the communist party. Yeah, yeah. and like, I it worked. I don't know. Uh, I'm just saying it worked. All right. Well, <laughs> there's one nice thing you can say about Stalin. All right, before yeah. he had any real power. Yeah, he's just like a hot guy with a mustache <laughs> and a big dream. Looks you like know? DA to me. Yeah, looks like DA to me. <laughs> All right, so you want to do Wildflower, Chris? Yeah. Yeah. Let's we actually, we, we got this one sent to us by a uh, listener, David Dayan. Dayan? Dayan. Dayan. Dan. Uh, uh, sorry, David. <laughs> <laughs> but um, uh, he writes, if you ever get to a point where you're advocating for public bathrooms in Troy, I am at that point. Yes, same. Um, these exist. And he points to uh, portlandloo.com. And he, and he says it works super well, right? Uh, n- about $90,000 plus 10K annually for maintenance and cleaning. That's what the city gets. Uh, they're all, or that's what the city spends on it. Uh, they're also one of the only parts of the built environment here in Portland that, are bo- that both a wealthy tourist and someone experiencing homelessness will happily stand in line together to use. Truly wild stuff. I pee in them as often as I can. That is the highest uh, uh, praise Really, for anything, yeah, five star review is how often you pee on it. Yeah, right. That's a, it's, it's like, like if uh, if dogs rated movies, <laughs> you know, it'd be like uh, two peas way up. All right, but yeah, this is very, very cool. I had a student back in like 2019 write a whole their their whole final uh, on this project, the the Portland Lou project. And it's it's really interesting. Um, it starts. It started as solving the problem of public restrooms in general which have like a few key problems right like one they are fairly difficult to maintain because you know humans do all kinds of crazy shit in bathrooms right oh in addition to shitting boy do i know right right like think of all the things that a human can do in a bathroom right they piss in it they shit in it they fuck in it they sell drugs in it they do drugs they use in, drug it. in it yeah yeah they, they uh, hide wash, drugs in it they hide drugs in it they wash themselves they hide from cops they there's anything cool a human can do yeah or uncool like yeah put cameras you know like. right and right and then that yeah and that's the other thing is that like yeah people can also like yeah yeah try to get like upskirt photos or, you know like hiding cameras they can do all these things so like bathrooms need to do this really hard thing of both providing privacy while also giving itself up to surveillance in key respects it needs to be inspected regularly. Yeah. It's a um, something that you don't set and forget. Right. It, so you need to give privacy while also being watched. Like, the, the, the area needs to be watched sure. in some way. Uh, yeah, and like you said, monitored and, like, you know, routine, routinely, you know, check in on your bathroom from yeah. time to time. If it's cold, they're cold. <laughs> um, 
and uh, and this 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 paper that 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 my student wrote, I won't say their name because it's uh you know uh, FERPA, you know, yeah, yeah, just like HIPAA but for students. Nice. Yeah. Um, and their grades and stuff. So I won't say that their, their name or quote this or quote their, their paper directly. But I did when we, when we were thinking about this, I did bring it up um, just to uh, because I remember it had a lot of really interesting um, uh, like like components to it that I thought were important. Right. And, and so here's a couple things. Right. So like uh, part of their innovations. Right. Is that bathrooms, because you have to do so many things. Uh, to keep them in working order are actually very expensive to run, mm-hmm. right? It's not just like the cost of water. You no, have to, you yeah. have to, uh, you have to janitorial service to maintain them, yeah, cleaning, cleaning them. Uh, g- g- you know, it's like people flush all kinds of weird shit down toilets. Yeah, people fuck toilets up. Yeah, people fuck toilets up and and, and sinks and showers, right? If you have a shower in there, like the um, because especially if you're experiencing homelessness, right? Like the you know you try to take a shower in a sink, right? Which is is a common occurrence yeah i've done it right is um uh yeah you're gonna put all, all kinds of stuff's gonna go down there it's gonna get gross and what uh whatever right so so on the one hand like I, david is right i think that like it's something that both like people home experiencing homelessness and like a a bougie tourist like both can enjoy the thing at the same time like or not maybe not the exact same time <laughs> sequentially yeah you know, sequentially thank you yeah um you know but like but there are like competing design concerns right so like one example on these things is that the the sink is on the outside of the unit right and the reason for that is so that um it it will actually discourage people from like using it like a shower right or like cleaning themselves often enough because you don't get any privacy Mm. with uh if it's not inside Mm. right so you remove the privacy element from the sink and now it's a little less uh, desirable to to do pr- more private things like like to you know take clothes off to shower and stuff. Okay, right. So that's so like so that's one thing where like it does it help the overall functioning of the of the bathroom? Shit, we should just have public showers too, right? Yeah, right. We should. We should. But like you know, it helps the overall functioning of the thing because you know, like one, you're not like waiting forty minutes for someone to finish showering in the sink, you know, to use the public restroom, yeah. so it frees it up longer. And it's but that you know, exit door handle, yeah, yeah. What what about the exit door? Well, handle? when you're taking a shit, yeah. Now you know everybody who leaves that bathroom didn't wash their hands. That that is <laughs> that is a good point. That is a good point. Probably yeah. have to throw some micro ban on that. Yeah, right. So. So the, the, there is stuff like that, and then there's also like there have been other uh, efforts to make uh, like all-in-one public restroom facility things. Like there's like an automatic public toilet system that that um, actually Portland used first and did not like, and that's when they the city itself invented this and has a patent on this Portland Lou oh, design. Really? So this is my favorite thing about this is that the city spent about a quarter million dollars uh uh in R&D to design this, got successfully got a patent for it, went out and found a fabricator uh and said you just cut us a check on the licensing of this thing and you do all of the 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 uh the manufacturing and the like going out and find client servicing all of it and you just write us a check at the end wow and they've made back plus a, a significant profit like wow. everything that they invested 
in in this this public toilet wow. system. Wow, hint hint public officials. Yeah. Um, so yeah. It's just like one of those things where like it is a useful thing. It uh uh it cost a a uh, a discrete amount of money and now you have a new revenue source that isn't just taxing people yeah right it's uh, God, it's yeah, fulfilling it's, human it's, needs and it's fulfilling a fucking human need right so that's one thing that is extremely cool and like now you have like decent full-time like welding jobs and and like manufacturing in the city of portland for to, to make them yeah for now to make them yeah yeah and eventually uh, robot technicians in the future <laughs> think about the robot Right. So, um, uh, so now there's something like, I think 90 of these things, uh, used outside of Portland because other cities have, have, uh, uh, bought them and, and installed them. There's like another thing where, um, uh, they've, if you look at a picture of these, they have like holes on the bottom, like a grid of, uh, a grid of holes. And that is to, um, while providing privacy, it is pretty easy to tell how many people are in the bathroom. Okay. And whether someone's in there at all, right? So that... It's it's that, like, turning the surveillance dial up just a little bit. Yeah. To yeah. discourage, you know, untoward behavior. Yeah, so if you're, like, dealing drugs or, 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 or having, a, having a, you know, like a... A, a wild ni- orgy. A, a, a nice wild orgy, <laughs> you know, uh, in, in the public bathroom. You know, like, at least people will know. You know, uh, oh, and here's a here's a cool thing. Uh, the loo consumes 1.28 gallons of water per flush, uh, so it's a it's a pretty uh, self or a pretty uh, um, uh, what do you call it? Like a uh, uh, it doesn't use a lot of water. <laughs> uh, and then um, uh, and then the 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 last thing here I think is that is to just think about like you know as leftists we might go like immediately to the issue of like homelessness as like a reason to have public restrooms uh and that's a good one and and important but uh when you think when you you sit down and think about like how many more people can access public space Mm -hmm. if if they know that there is a fully functioning restroom nearby Mm -hmm. that like it's a ton of people like suddenly i want to do a picnic right right you know like yeah one it, it, it feels it feels more possible to just do stuff out and open for longer, yeah. especially something that's going to mean you'll eventually have to take a piss later or something, yeah. right? But then you think about like all the people with uh, uh, diseases, dysfunctions, uh, whatever things with their body where they have to use the bathroom more often, um, or just have privacy more often to do something else, right? Like uh, diabetes um, uh, injection, if you don't want to do that in front of people, nursing, uh, um, maybe you have Crohn's disease, maybe you have, uh, uh, maybe you're just old and you pee a lot, Yeah, you know? Uh, maybe you're like me and you inherited a tiny bladder. It's powerful and strong and the stream is great, <laughs> but there's, you can't hold a lot of pee and you have to pee all the time. <laughs> gotta right? stay hydrated, baby. You gotta, you gotta stay hydrated. IV backpack. Yeah, you know? yeah. So like, you know, there's that. Right, it was just like people with small bladders. We're out here, yeah, and and we and we fucking need a, a bathroom. But then, you know, and then also just going out with children, mm-hmm. right? Like children don't 
still don't know like they like if they're potty trained <laughs> they still don't know like like when to plan or know when to like take a shit yeah, or something no, no. right yeah. so you're like with a kid and you're like do you have to go do you have to go no 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 yeah. and then like as soon as you're out of the house and you're at the farmer's market or whatever they're like i have to piss and shit right or now. i just pissed and shit right. and like now you got to clean my diaper and yeah. by the way there's no um public restroom within five you know mile radius from yeah me. right yeah yeah so it's like you like you either have to like spend like six dollars on a chai spice tea latte extra foam <laughs> right now to get access to the bathroom key or you know just let your kid walk around uh full of poop yeah right you know and, that, and that's no good so it's like yeah I, I i i think public restrooms are just like one of those like uh, uh cut your nose to spite your face things that capitalism does all the time yep. where it's like none of us can have this obviously good thing yeah because what if the least among us used it, you know? Well, and not only that, but it's just the idea that it's a private uh, expense with a public good. And you, the way to get around that, to get to the comedy of the commons, is you say, oh, let's see if we can communally address the things we communally need. And boom, you got Ta-da. Portland Lou. Yeah. And that's that's why it's a wildflower. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, thank you, David, for sending that in, uh, for, for reminding us of that. And uh, it's a great... Um, it's a great little invention. It's Fuck a hell of yeah. a lot better than, like, I don't know, adult dodgeball or whatever else yeah. came, came out of Portland, Oregon, you know. Yeah, so, uh, Chris Churchill, uh, yeah. Emily Men. Right. Uh, you don't need to bitch about Barker Park. You just need to... Buy one of these Buy things. one of these things, and then push for clean injection sites. Yep. And then, suddenly, Barker Park will be a space that everybody can enjoy. Yeah. And isn't, you know, plagued by the specific troubles that you're pointing out. The, the solutions are there for the taking. <laughs> okay. So that was your Britney-less uh, episode uh, of Iron Weeds. We did uh, it. We made it. We tried. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, Britney will be back next week. Yeah. Um, Headlining. Uh, yeah. Yeah. She'll just talk the whole time. Yeah. And it'll really make up for this. Britney really is a star. She show. is. She said she, she, she's like prepared. Uh, she talked good she talked great she read great read great yeah read um, good talk good yeah we're gonna get an iron reads probably yeah next episode. yeah we should do that we should put yeah. that together and uh none of our bonus content is just the two of us no so if you didn't like this episode but want more of what you do like because you're already a listener then check out patreon.com slash ironweeds yeah and and like we we said at the beginning right that this last bonus episode is all about dudes <laughs> And what the fuck is wrong with them? But not in the, like, uh, d- dudes suck kind of way. Yeah. As in, like, the, wow, what is wrong with men? Yeah. And maybe they need some help. Yeah. And, you know, as per usual, Brittany is the expert. Yeah. And uh, brings Even her expertise dudes. to bear. And uh, I learned a lot. Yeah. Yeah. It's, there's a lot to learn on the topic. Okay, so um, it, uh, thanks for listening to this episode. Um, if you have something you want to uh, say to us, send us a wildflower. Tell us how good we did. Tell us uh, uh, how bad we did without Brittany. You know, you can uh, email us at ironweedspod at, at gmail.com. Gmail. And we're on all the social media, too. I forgot about that part. Brittany always does this part. <laughs> Sorry. Love you. Bye. <laughs> Peace.